Well, it's Christmas. Well, it's almost Christmas. It's as near Christmas as deserves to be singing carols and things like that. So because it's Christmas, I've been informed that I can only say nice things. I can only say things that will make you feel good, that are pleasant, that are bland and won't disturb you too much and won't frighten you and won't challenge you because, of course, Christmas is that period of the year when for about 48, 48 hours we immerse ourselves in this bubble that we create called Christmas where there are only ever perfect children. <laughs> where you can eat as much as you like and drink as much as you like and next morning you are as fresh as a daisy. It's where the presents are always perfect. It's where your families are always perfect. There are no dysfunctional families. Nothing ever goes wrong because this is Christmas. There's no Putin and there's no Trump and there's no Brexit and there's no economic inequality and there are no refugees and there's no war and there's no distress and there are no dysfunctional families. Love lasts forever because it's Christmas. It's 48 hours or so of pure, constructed fantasy. And we love it, don't we? So I can only say good things and nice things tonight. Um, but, but before I do say good things and really nice things, can I say something that's really, really profoundly ironic? Christmas for so many people it's fantasy, it's escapism for as long as we can maintain that bubble of perfection. But actually, Christmas really is the opposite of escape and escapism and fantasy. It's about God choosing to come into our world the way every single one of us came in. And coming into our kind of world, the kind of world where there is exploitation and injustice, where the poor don't get a say, where the rich exploit their wealth to use their power to get what they want, a world full of haves and have-nots, a world where people have lost faith in the political process and the politicians and the rulers because they've come to the conclusion that they will never speak for ordinary people. And where ordinary people try to make a living and try to get by and try to do the best they can. Where ordinary people like shepherds doing an ordinary night's job out there in the darkness looking after their sheep and some of them perhaps hoping as they look out into the night sky the one day, one day a dawn will break for ordinary people like them, where somebody will come along with a mandate to shepherd 
people like them who have no power and change life for them. Christmas is the opposite of fantasy. It's about reality. It's about God entering that kind of world. The kind of world where an unmarried mother tries to retain some sense of dignity as she explains her coming birth. That's Christmas. That's Christmas. It isn't fantasy at all. The fantasy is our creation. I was at a speech day recently and a very polished, accomplished young woman spoke. She'd done really well in the media. She was very successful. She was glamorously dressed. She spoke powerfully, passionately, and moving, movingly about success. And she said some very profound things and very moving things about how we're sold a story about what success looks like. And of course, the most successful people are the happiest people, and therefore those stars that we see on the screens, the movie stars, they are the happiest people. And she said, you know, we are sold this lie, this untruth about what success is really like. And she said, I mix with some of the most glamorous people around. I go to the parties, and let me tell you that many of them are not happy because happiness lies somewhere else. And then she said this. She said, at the end of the day, there's only one person who will always be there for you, that you can rely on. And it's not your husband necessarily, or your wife, or your partner, or your children, or your parents. The only person at the end of the day she said you can rely on to always be there for you is you. And therefore she said it's really important that when you look at yourself in the mirror, you say, I like that person. I can trust that person looking back at me in the mirror. And I thought to myself, how incredibly bleak that is. Because there are some days, aren't there, when we look at ourselves in the mirror and we don't like what we see. And we can't trust the person looking back at us. And what do we do then? Which brings me back to Christmas. And of course, I can really say nice things tonight. And so I'm going to say really nice things to you and fulfill my commitment. The message about the coming of Jesus is described as good news, and it really is. Because it's about God in Christ coming for people 
like the person who looks at themselves in the mirror and can't trust or doesn't like themselves. For the person whose heart has been broken because love didn't last forever. For the people who despair because of their economic situation, because of their job. Of people who despair of themselves, of the refugees, those who suffer profound injustice and inequality. Jesus came to bring light into our darkness. He comes into the night before Christmas because that was the night and He brings the light for anyone, for everyone. That's good news. But it does raise a question, doesn't it? If Jesus is the light, He is the hope for people who've lost hope, for people who are looking for a changed world and a changed life, then why is the darkness so prevalent? Why is it still around? There's a verse in one of the biographies of Jesus, one of the Gospels, the Gospel of John, that says this, the light has come into the world. And this is the verdict. People preferred the darkness. They loved the darkness. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved the darkness. What does that mean? What it means for many people is something like this. We long to have a world that's without injustice and without suffering and without pain and without war, where there are no refugees, where there are no longer any broken families and broken hearts. A world that's without pain and disappointment. We long for that kind of world. But we're afraid to step into the light as far as we're concerned, because we want to protect ourselves. We want to protect our life the way we do life. And we fear that if we step into the light that is God's light in the person of Jesus, then it will expose things in us that we don't want to be exposed, and it will challenge us to change that we don't want to make. And so although we would love to have a world of peace and joy and justice. Many of us hang back to protect ourselves in the darkness. And because so many people do that, so many people, the world is full of darkness. That's why. But the light has come. And see, you needn't stay in the darkness. You can step out of the darkness and come into the light. And it involves two really simple decisions to begin that. They're incredibly profound, but they're two really simple decisions that you would need to make. And they are these. Number one, you make, need to make a decision. I will leave the darkness and expose myself to the light that is Jesus. It's a decision to leave. And number two, 
It's a decision to trust. To trust Jesus. That you can trust your life to Him. That you can trust that He has a purpose for your life. That He will start to heal the brokenness from the inside out. That He will start to remake you. You can trust Him. Always. For everything. You see, Christmas is good news. It's not bland. It's not anemic. It's about reality. It's about a God who has brought Himself into our reality and said, if you like, here's a door. You can walk through it into the light. And your life will never be the same again. We're going to sing a carol in just a moment, and there's an opportunity in the singing of this carol for us to give to people who are in desperate need because of the darkness of our world, Syrian refugees. And so I want to encourage you to give generously to that. But I also want to encourage you this Christmas to think about what Christmas really is about. Not escapism, not fantasy, but about Jesus breaking into the darkness to bring light, hope for anyone who will take up his offer. I'll be circulating around at the end of our time together. And if you're saying to yourself, I'm not sure what to make of this, or I think I'd like to think some more about this, or whatever it is, I've got one or two little booklets you might find helpful. All you need to do is just say, Graham, can I have one of those booklets? I'm not going to interrogate you. I'm not going to do anything. I may not even ask your name. I might just say, Happy Christmas. All you need to do is say to me, Graham, can I have one of those booklets? And then go away and read it. The night before Christ. Christ is the coming of light into the darkness. And He came for you and for me. The choir are going to come back and we're going to sing our last carol.